check, 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 check. All right, we got we got a bunch of people over here working on the house, putting doors on. Except a bunch of guys working on the house. Instead, we we didn't go on vacation this summer, and the reason is we got doors. Shout out, shout out to doors. I love doors. It's how you get in and out of a space and go from one edge of something one one reality reality into another you gotta use a door one room into another gotta use a door one one way of thinking into another learning something you gotta come through a door so we're getting new doors at the house not all bad it's not it's not the worst thing we're not going on vacation because doors ain't free, y'all. Doors ain't free. Guys, working on the house. They're getting rid of all the doors around here. The front door. There's a double door in my room. And there's a double door into the living room. And there's a back door of the house. Yeah, all new doors. That's a lot of doors. Big up the doorman. Right? Everyone wants a building with the doorman. People pay more for that. We're getting doors, man. We ain't got a doorman. We're just getting doors, man. Going from one perception into another perception. Got to use a door. What does William Blake say? Let's get that. Thank you for tuning into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. We're getting new doors. Doors of Perception is an autobiographical book written by Aldous Huxley. But really, it's Aldous Huxley is like jumping on William Blake, dude. I want that William Blake Doors of Perception. I don't want Aldous Huxley. I mean... All respect due, but let's check this out. William Blake said in the marriage of heaven and hell, he said, if the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is infinite. For man has closed himself up till he sees all things through narrow chinks of his cavern. William Blake, we're getting new doors. Trying to cleanse the doors. Let me give some geographical shout outs. Loving that William Blake though. Doors of perception are cleansed and then man man shuts himself up until all he can see is through chinks in his cavern. I'm not not trying to do that. I'm probably just doing it. It sounds like it just happens. If you listen to William Blake, it's just just happening. We got the doorman over here, but this is not a doorman building. They're not here every day. Shout outs to 
geographical listeners just want to break it down over the last week give some shout outs US, Singapore, India, Greece, Australia, and Poland. People are listening to What's the Matter with Me, Singapore. I think that might be Nat Murray. I want to give a shout out to Nat Murray. Nat, I want to talk to you, another artist with MS. Got to have you on the podcast and talk to you. How's it, how's it going in Singapore? Last week, it's all about Cali, NY, Iowa, Texas, Maryland, Wisconsin, Oregon, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Washington. These words are flying all over. It's a doorman building. Doors of perception are cleansed. You see everything as it is. Infinite. Let's break it down on metro areas. SF, NY, Iowa. That Iowa City shout out, Iowa. LA, Washington, Dallas, Fort Worth, Sacktown, Seattle, Portland, Detroit, and PA. They're listening to me out in the different metro areas in America. Thank you for listening to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. Want to give a shout out to Rocky. Rocky's doing the thing. She's elevating. She's taking the game to another level. And she's not taking any shorts. Shout outs to Rocky. Elevate. I'm proud of you, Rocky. Take the game to another level, like MJ, Dr. J, Kobe. Take it to another level. Shout out to Rocky. And I want to give a shout out to my mom who reminded me I misspoke. It hasn't been one and a half years. It's been two and a half years since I've had MVD microvascular decompression surgery. It was at the beginning of COVID. Shout out to Dr. Shure. I saw him yesterday. Dr. Shure was a good omen. He's already operated on me two times. Isn't that enough? Well, let's see. Just hold on. Dr. Shure, he is sure. Mom was trying to get me to be thankful for the time. She was like, you got to be thankful. You had two and a half years. And she's kind of gaslighting me, but she's also a Catholic. Come on. You got to be thankful. You didn't make it yourself. So you got to be thankful. But I don't want to go back into the white hot room of pain and sit down on the couch of pain. It was painful because it was like spasming pain that wouldn't stop. It was like firing off of itself. It was like a self-fulfilling pain. It was awful. So I would appreciate, I am thankful, but I would also appreciate my surgeon putting an end to this, this disorder. Doctor, sure, put an end to it and put me out of pain. This disorder is very painful and causes many who have it to commit suicide by how painful it is. And I just don't want to be in that place again, the white hot room of pain sitting on the sofa of pain and just 
trying not to freak out, trying not to stab myself in the face because it hurt so bad. I just don't ever want to be in that place I was in before or even close to it. So while I'm thankful I got to get it done for my family, it scares my kids. It scares my kids. So shout out to mom. She's a Catholic and was taught to be thankful for everything, for everything in this life. And I kind of agree with her. I'm sympathetic to looking at it like a Catholic, but I also see in a way she's gaslighting me. But it's true. Everything is here for you. You didn't do it. And you should be thankful. Okay, okay, okay. Fine. Fine. She's a Catholic. I hear you. I'm thankful. But I don't want to go into the white hot room of pain in the inside the what must be the house of pain. I didn't want to go there, but it's true. The house of pain, the white hot room of pain, and then sit down on the sofa of pain. I've been there and I don't want to go back there. So while I am thankful, I need to get this done with for my family. Not trying to make you look bad, Mom. I know it's just your background doing it. And I love you. So I'm sympathetic to that. And I am thankful. But right now, I am. I would really be thankful for a surgeon putting an end to this disorder and putting me out of pain. That's my focus right now. So I got a segue somehow from that Catholic stuff. Much love. I love um I love people who um are thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you guys listening and tuning in. Man, that's the segue I wanted. Thank you for tuning in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. Thank you for listening. I think it's fine to call someone whatever they want to be called. As long as I can curse them out, I'm good with it. We'll get we'll get to that getting cursed out. But I, I the way I got to this calling someone what they want to be called, I was thinking about. I think a lot about because I live in San Leandro. I'm like, what is the person who lives in San Di- San Leandro called? And I was like, they're kind of on the one hand, they're San Leandrito, San Leandronian. And I think it's San Leandrito. It's kind of gendered, right? So I was like, San Leandrita. San Leandrito, San Leandrita. And then I was like, well, that's a very binary gender thing. And some people aren't comfortable with that. And I, so I want to give them something they can be happy with. San Leandrito, San Leandrita, and a San Leandridex. I don't know if that's how you say it, but I'm I'm trying to reach out here. San Leandridex, that's all good. I know a San Leandridex or two, and so I want to give them some space. So getting thoroughly cursed out, kids talk about these words. I'm going to give it to you now. Getting thoroughly cursed out is triggering. That will trigger you. 
It's also toxic. When you're cursing someone out, you're being toxic to them. That's what it's about. It's triggering and toxic. That's what cursing someone out is about. If you can't do that. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. San Leandrito, San Leandrita, San Leandridex. Those are the pronouns for people who live in San Leandro, I guess. I'm just trying to feel it out. Maybe there are extenuating circumstances. Do you have a toxic person on your hands? We'll see. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. You guys, I had a nightmare. I had a nightmare a couple days ago. I woke up out of my sleep. I told my wife, I was like, I had a nightmare. I had a nightmare that it was Thanksgiving and all the butcher shops were out of turkey. They didn't have any turkey. It was Thanksgiving. You guys know, you listen to the Thanksgiving episode. You know that turkey is a big deal. You can't be out of turkey. Gotta put your Thanksgiving turkey order in early. I'm kind of on the precipice of being like, I need to put my Thanksgiving turkey order in because they might be out. I have this nightmare. It's July. I stress about Thanksgiving. One of my friends, um, one of my friends, an actual friend, not just a person I have never met in, in actuality. I have met this person. One of my, and they're my friend. And one of my friends sent me one of these, they cured MS in Canada messages. And it's like totally unprovable. And it's not linked to any study. And it's kind of like the MS cure that someone sent me way back in the day where they were like, just eat a lot of lemons and you can be cured. And you can sell this cure to people you know. And I was like, okay. So generally from that point, I asked my family not to send me MS cure ideas that are like that. My family and friends, I believe in peer-reviewed studies. And without that, you're kind of just shooting in the dark. So generally, I ask people not to send me things that are not supported by science and scientific study. But frankly, it was nice to be thought of. And I told the guy, I appreciate it. So how's that for mixed messages? I admit, I kind of, on the one hand and then on the other hand, I'm an idiot. You know, that's why I do this, I guess. Thank you for tuning in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast, the Godcast, the Dad Podcast. Did you listen to the last episode, the Whisper episode? It was like 20 minutes. Sorry about that, but I'm sure you understand. My it hurts to talk, and I didn't even, I didn't even grok in my mind that it was only 20 minutes. I thought it was 30. I figured out after the fact, at the very end, I was like, "Oh, that was only 20 minutes," and I guess it hurt 
So I'm feeling better, you guys. I'm feeling better. I saw the doctor yesterday. I'll get into that. But the whisper episode was 20 minutes. It was kind of short. And it reminded me I ended, I made the paper, which was also kind of short. I ended it with the song that I made. And I, I kind of just, I ended, I made the paper with some music and I kind of just went into it and I didn't front announce it and say what it was and I didn't back announce it and say what had just played. And my wife was like, what, what was that? So there you have it. I was like, I need to tell people. So my wife asked what was that and it was a music project I have called Hot Mops. That's kind of questionable. It's on it's only on SoundCloud and we and it's how I I I all the theme songs to this show are by the Hot Mops. And so you can go on we heard it at the end of I Made the Paper. The thing we heard was called Ian. And if you're looking for more of that kind of stuff, you can find it at soundcloud.com slash J-O-H-N dash H-O-P-P-I-N. Soundcloud.com slash J-O-H-N dash H-O-P-P-I-N. Boy, if you need more of that, it's there. I went to see the doctor, Dr. Schur, yesterday. And it was at... And before I went to see Dr. Schur, at 8.30 a.m., I had a CT scan. So I didn't eat breakfast yesterday. I didn't even have time to take a shower. I just got up, got in the car. We had to go to Palo Alto. It was like 35 minutes from here. But a CT scan is way chiller than an MRI. You're still mostly in the room. It's not like they shove you in a hole like the way they do with MRI. I mean, they do shove you in a hole, but the hole you're in is way bigger. Like in MRI, you're like inside the machine. It's like really, you have to tighten up your shoulders and you're in a little hole. But CT scan, it's almost like you're not even inside something. To give you an idea, the MRI machine has an aperture, an opening, and they're between 50 to 60 centimeters. CT scan also has an aperture, but it's 75 to 85 centimeters. And also it's shorter and it's quieter. In the MRI machine, in that tiny aperture, 50 to 60 centimeters, they put you inside it and it's deafening. Like you have to wear earplugs and headphones often and it's like really loud. It's kind of like a very avant-garde um, noise act where you're like, whoa, this is punishing. It's punishing. So the CT is shorter and quieter. And then we had 45 minutes between appointments. 
So I went to Jamba Juice and I used to work at Jamba Juice and I was a fat kid. So I was like very sensitive to how many calories were in each Jamba Juice and I would get the low calorie Jamba Juice, but I've been eating liquid food. So I need calories. So I got the peanut butter Jamba Juice. And I knew that that was like the high calorie one. Quick before I met the doctor, I got some brain freeze. I got some calories because I hadn't had breakfast. So, you know, I put my hand on the back of my neck. That's how you combat brain freeze. I told my kids that because the other day we also went to Jamba Juice And the same thing, and I was like, kids, combat brain freeze. It's cool to get brain freeze with your kids. That's some kind of experience. I think I hit my glasses on the mic. So then it was time for the, to see Dr. Sure. Dr. Sure. So we discussed that RF rhizotomy. They If they did that, they would put me to sleep, insert a needle into my face, then wake me up, send electrical signals through the needle to verify it was the right nerve, and then blast it with high-frequency RF and deaden the nerve, basically fry the nerve. It's a short procedure, but it's freaky. That's freaky. Freaky. But we are going to schedule it. And if I don't need it, I won't have it. Like today, I'm not feeling pain. Obviously, right? You can hear it in my voice. This is not the whisper episode. This is not the whisper episode. See, I proved it. It's because I'm on, we, another thing we talked about is my pain medication. And we talked about it, the RF procedure could reduce my use of pain medication, which right now I'm on an elevated dose of it. I can barely walk. I can't have my bottle of wine with my wife at dinner. And I don't like that. I prefer to have a glass of wine. If you're keeping, if you're keeping score, I've uh, hit my glasses on the microphone several times. Several times. So I'll reduce, that's kind of the goal, reduce pain meds. Right now I'm on an elevated dose. It's not the whisper episode. I signed the consent form for the procedure. Just to give you an idea of how useful I am, I signed the consent form. My name Hoppin, H-O-P-P-I-N. I've already spelled it for you, but I'll spell it again and again. So my name Hoppin, I signed the consent form, John Hoppin. As I was signing it, I was kind of losing focus. Because it's hard to focus. I'm on a lot of medication. So I was kind of not focusing. And it felt weird. And I looked down at the signature. 
I had because it's time to put the I dot. That's at the end, right? I had signed my name with three P's. I never did that in my life before. I messed up my signature. H-O-P-P-P-I-N. That's like, doesn't your signature, you go in your head, you're like, time to sign, and you just automatically do it. It felt wrong. So, I'm in a place where I might sign my name wrong. I just, I went with it. I dotted one of the P's. And I thought that was probably okay. Unlike having loss of independence, I can barely get around the house. I'm using my wheelchair. Today, I'm using my stick. I'm walking around. Yesterday, it was a lot with the chair. And I don't like that. I want to walk around my house under my own volition. I'd like to drive, but I'm, I'm sorry. I can't even sign my name, y'all. So... Nami and I have been talking about that. I can't really drive. It's upsetting. It's like I'm a baby. I want to drive, but I can barely get around the house, and it's a loss of independence. And I don't know how I won't go stir-crazy. I'm, like, thinking about riding my wheelchair down into town, which is, like, a new thing for me, but it's like I got to get out of here. Anyway, then the, we arrived, so we're done with Dr. Sure, we had to eat lunch. So we're back in San Leandro, and we ate at the taqueria on East 14th Street. We ate at Los Pericos, and Nami had the vegetarian burrito. She always orders that vegetarian burrito, and I used to be a vegetarian, and I remember... Like, not all vegetarian burritos are created equal. I used to go to Cancun because they had the best on 17th in the Mission. And they had the best um, vegetarian burrito. But Nomi said it was pretty good. I, I ordered pozole. And it was pretty good. It came with radishes, cabbage, and onion. And I dumped that all into my soup. And there was a lime to squeeze over everything. It came together pretty nice. It was pretty good. I used my wheelchair to order the food and to eat. And so Los Pericos was accessible. It was the first time I did that. And so Los Pericos is on a pedestrian mall. It was at lunchtime at Tuesday. And the mall was mostly empty. It was one of these like classic urban spaces that there was a guy there who was muttering to himself. There was no one else. He would come up in volume as we dropped down. So we were eating outside and we had some stuff to talk about. But then we would start eating and then he would get kind of louder. And he was talking about the difference between real motherfuckers and fake motherfuckers. And he sounded upset about it. In a sense, I was like, this guy is really killing the vibe. 
But then, like, I was like, in another sense, it's a free country. Isn't it? One man's vibe is another man's jibe. Then his friends showed up and he was a lot happier. But then when we left, they were like catcalling women. So this pedestrian mall needed some work. Hey, think about this. Think about, but Los Pericos, I would go there again. I would get Pozole again. Think about this, you guys. What if you woke up today and you were named Brooklyn? I just, I saw a, a news thing, news item and the guy was like in his 20s at least and his name was Brooklyn and I was kind of like, there seems to be an expiration date on that. I would be called B and they would call me B. What up, B? It's all good. It's all good today. I'm on a high dose of medication. Kind of too much. I can't drive. I hope that I can continue to walk around, which I've been doing today, and not use the chair unless I really need it. I want to get around my house on my own volition. I think I'm going to have high frequency RF in my face. I'm gonna wake up with a needle in my face and they're gonna like slightly electrocute me. And I'm all good with that because I don't want any more pain. But I'm thankful for everything. I didn't make it. I'm thankful for what I've had, what I'm gonna have, what I have right now. So I'll leave it at that, I'm thankful. What's the matter with me.org? Thank you for tuning in. You can get past episodes at what's the matter with me.org. And you can see uh, if you subscribe, which is you can do it there. Go to what's the matter with me.org. Just put in your email. I'll send you, it'll automatically notify you every time an episode comes out and you'll also get the selfie. Like I said, if you put them in a folder, maybe that's like an NFT and maybe being like an NFT is enough. There are people putting doors on my house and a door is how you get from here to there. So I'll use them to go outside, I'm sure. Thank you for tuning in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. Catch you next time. And people get that space, but you also, it's, I want to be able to curse you out. Because I'm a, I think of myself as a, um, what do you call it? I, I, I don't want to say jerk, but I'm like a person... Right, I talk to people. I'm not afraid of confrontation. I probably should be because I can't defend myself as well. But it's like I want to be able to curse you out and have it be all good. Like I get cursed out and when it's over, it's all good. I'm not really into making any rules like you can't curse someone out. It's triggering, toxic, that's what it's about. But sometimes it's deserved and sometimes it's not. And when it's not, I think I'll just walk away or I'll roll away. And I hope for better next time. 
but probably I should, I could avoid ridiculing the person trying to come at me, which is what I often do because I, I think of myself as not afraid of confrontation, but maybe I should just take a wait and see and find out whether it's a pattern whether I have a toxic person on my hands, or maybe there are extenuating circumstances. 